welcome back to Focus on the Light and Merry Christmas. Yesterday in church on Christmas Eve, as my wife and I were sitting there, I'm sure like many of you, uh, there was a, a Christmas service uh, with lots of music and musical performances. It, it was a wonderful experience. And there were two particular musical numbers, musical performances that were uh, brought out a, a deep emotion within me. The first one was halfway through the service. We had a congregational hymn um, and they had a duet on the piano, an organ player and a trumpet player while the entire congregation was standing and singing joy to the world. And the entire room was filled with an excited, a loud joy uh, that filled the room about Jesus Christ, about Christmas. It was awesome, wonderful experience. And the other one was the final musical number performed by this individual. Her name is Abby. Um, she is a remarkable singer. And she sang, Oh, Holy Night. And it was beautiful. But during both of those songs, a congregational hymn, and as Abby was singing, Oh, Holy Night, I was just filled to the brim with the desire, as the songs say, to uh, tell it on the mountains. Or as Ammon says in the Book of Mormon, oh, to be an angel, to declare it unto every nation. I felt a desire to just stand on the mountains and shout how excited the the joy of Jesus Christ that I have at this Christmas season. And so then as as the meeting was wrapping up and I kind of went throughout the my Sunday after church, I kept asking myself, well, what would I share if I were to stand on the mountains and shout something about Jesus Christ? What would I tell people? And assuming that the voice from the mountains goes to everyone, I would want to make sure that I introduce everyone to the Savior that I have come to know. I wouldn't want to just declare some doctrine or declare some idea or statement that the Savior lives, but I would want it to be an individualized, slower-paced introduction to the Savior, to his character, to his mercy and the great love that he has for us that caused him to endure such agony, uh, to introduce his kindness and commitment to us. But really, I'd want to introduce um, his attitude towards us, or as I've labeled it in my scriptures, the character of God, um, the way that he feels at us, about us. Specifically, I would hope that I can introduce him in a way so that people could understand him the way that I have come to understand him over years, but particularly the last year or so, maybe a little bit less. I've come to understand Jesus Christ as a perfectly empathetic Savior. Perfectly empathetic. And there's some teaching from the scriptures I want to share, but first, I think it's important to start with this idea. It's, it goes beyond empathy, but, it's, it's, but that's a powerful word to me, so I like to use it because of what it means to me. But um, particularly that the Savior understands us. And Elder Holland says it very well in this video, two sections of it that I'll play for you. It's important for every individual to have a relationship with Christ because salvation is a personal individual experience. We do not save people by congregations. We are ourselves saved one individual at a time. This is a very personal relationship with Christ. The Savior understands us because He's not an abstraction, because He is a living, breathing, real, Son of God, the living Son of the living God. 
people who think they've sinned too much or gone too far or, or been away for too long uh, and, and somehow can't come back into the circle, my declaration is no one can fall lower than the light of Christ shines. That isn't possible. I think by coming to participate in the, in the, the sacrament, the Lord's Supper, is the most dramatic way weekly that we can show that we want to identify with him and that in fact there will be a reciprocal gift and power that comes back from that. As we come to participate and be solidly with the Savior in that act, that solidity and that engagement comes back to us and we leave that congregation, we leave that meeting with a strength and a power and an understanding from Him uh, that we didn't have before. Part of it is because we understand Him better, but clearly it represents the fact that He understands us. My personal experience as well as my apostolic calling uh, is to declare personally that Christ does know us. He has, he has walked the thorny, difficult, rock-strewn path of our lives. How he did that, I don't know. I don't know. He didn't have a divorce, so you could say, well, how does he know about me because I had one? I don't, I don't know how he, he does that, but if somebody out there has had a divorce, he, he understands. This sounds awkward to say, but God loved me in a sense almost as much as he loved his only begotten son. At least I can say this, he gave his only begotten son uh, for me. And that says something about my worth in his eyes and my worth in the eyes of the Savior and his willingness to go to Gethsemane and Calvary uh, for me. I, I, I'll never have to do that. I don't have to bleed and I don't have to die uh, for somebody else's sin, and I don't have to be that lonely. But I understand it, and I love it, and I appreciate it. And what it means to me is that He understands me, that He loves me, and that He reaches me. So uh, I can't explain how that happens. I just know that it does. That understanding that Elder Holland so perfectly describes um, allows a Savior to serve us uniquely and to save us uniquely. That, that perfect empathy that I described comes from that understanding that he has. And in Isaiah 53, there's a powerful promise as this is the chapter in Isaiah where he prophesies about the Savior's suffering that um, he'll be bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace will be upon him. But later in verse 11 of Isaiah 53, he says, and this is Heavenly Father speaking about the mission of Jesus Christ. He says, by his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many. So if we change the words to make a little more sense, by his knowledge, Jesus Christ shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Because of his suffering, the fact that he had to bear our iniquities individually, one at a time, he has a knowledge of us that will allow him to justify us, that empathetic understanding, individual knowledge.
And that combined with this other scripture that has come to mean a great deal to me in Mosiah chapter 3, verse 10. Mosiah, or King Benjamin, is describing the and prophesying about all that the Savior will endure. He spends about, if you're on the physical scriptures, about an entire column of the page describing what the Savior will endure um, during the atonement. And then gets to verse 10 and says, And he shall rise the third day from the dead, and behold, he standeth to judge the world. And behold, all these things are done, all the things that King Benjamin just prophesied about, all the suffering the Savior will endure are done, that a righteous judgment might come upon the children of men. Again, the Savior's understanding perfect empathy is what allows him to judge us righteously. He judges me with empathy. It is a perfect judgment. It is not one where he's looking down out of tradition or on the outside, but seeing me and offering me empathy. He will judge and justify us perfectly because he understands us, because he knows us, because his empathy is perfect. Now, there's many things about the Christmas season that I really, really love, like being with family, the traditions, the books that my wife and I have been reading on our social media page that have been really fun, the music, like I talked about, really impacted me, the gifts that I receive, and also the excitement about giving people gifts. I love giving people gifts. This is something that has become a, a bigger part of my personality as of recent, but when the opportunity comes, be it a birthday or Christmas or some other reason, I love it fills me with great anticipation and excitement for a chance to give someone a gift. Um, more specifically than just giving them a gift, when I pick out a gift for them that's a, that they don't know of, not when they just tell me what they want, but when I know them and I understand their personality enough and perceive enough about them to pick out a gift that I know they'll like, that excitement of them opening it and seeing the surprise and seeing how my perception of them matches reality and I'm able to give a gift that is personalized. Oh, it just fills me to the brim with excitement. I, I, I couldn't, we had all these family parties and the whole time I just kept thinking, can we get to the gifts? I want to give so-and-so my gift. It, it, it really excites me. And as I was working on this Christmas message, I had a thought that that same excitement that I have for giving gifts, the Savior has for the moment where he will be able to give us his gift that is given with perfect understanding. It is the best Christmas gift. And it isn't something that he gives only once. It's not just going to be given at the judgment bar. It's given constantly all the time throughout our lives. That is the very nature of Jesus Christ, is he is always giving. But in regards to an event where he can give a big gift, a gift that is given out of understanding for us, is at the judgment bar, when life is over for all of us, and we're moving on to the eternities. It will be a gift, judgment and, just, and justification, but a gift of empathy, a gift of understanding. That is the attitude that the Savior has towards us. He wants to give us his empathy. He wants to give us his understanding. It's described really well in Isaiah 61, verses 1 through 3. And this is where Isaiah is talking about his calling or his mission as a prophet, but I also think that it describes fairly well the mission and, and role of Jesus Christ, um, where he says that he will bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, and open the prison to them that are bound, 
proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. There are many gifts, be it the, the oil of joy for mourning, uh, liberty to captives, prison to opening of prisons to them that are bound, whatever it may be. There are individual gifts where the Savior understands us. And one day, each of us will receive beauty for our ashes because of his love and understanding for us. And the way that more than just understanding of us, he understood us and won. The, the challenges that he understands about us, he has overcome. It's not just that he understands them and says, you know, I've been there, that's tough. But he says, I've been there, that's tough. I'm so sorry that you're going through that. And I have a way for you to get out of it. I have a way for you to get on the other side of this challenge. I have a way for you to make it through this adversity, to be forgiven of your mistakes, to breach your full potential, to overcome this heartache. That is a gift that he waits to give us. Again, in the words of Elder Holland, quoting from his recent talk, yea, where he quotes Moroni, Yea, come unto Christ and be perfected in him, Moroni pleads. Love God with all your might, might, mind, and strength. Then, by his grace, ye may be perfect in Christ. Our, and this is Elder Holland. Our only hope for the true perfection is in receiving it as a gift from heaven. We can't earn it. Thus, the grace of Christ offers us not only salvation from sorrow and sin and death, but also salvation from our own persistent self-criticism. Close quote. If I could share my message of Jesus Christ to the whole world, I would want them to know and understand that the attitude Jesus Christ has towards each of us, a giving, empathetic understanding that goes beyond comfort and validation and understanding, but as a gift of change of beauty for ashes. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Once again, Merry Christmas, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to share this message with someone, there is a link below where you can share all the links to Focus on the Light. Sharing podcasts can be kind of difficult, so there is a link in the show notes. Additionally, subscribe to Focus on the Light podcast. I hope to be contributing more in the coming year. Uh, as everybody makes New Year's revolutions. Uh, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that, but sharing the message of the gospel is important to me, and I want to find ways to do that meaningfully. So if you have ideas, I'd love to hear them. You can send me an email. Other than that, enjoy your holiday season, and I hope that the closing of the year is a moment where you can reflect on all the ways that the Savior can help you reach your full potential. In the words of President Nelson, I pray that you will feel the deep, eternal love our Savior has for you personally. No one here understands you better. No one pleads with the Father on your behalf. No one here is more eager for you to become everything you can become. Merry Christmas, everyone.